1: Welcome to the Spoko Radio Postgame show where it is still a Hawkeye state. I've got Champ, I've got a shirtless Jer, and I'm your host DC. The Hawkeyes just reclaimed the Cy-Hawk trophy for another year, the fifth straight year. <laughs> Boys Let's start things off with your tweet level recap Jar kick things off. Oh
0: my God a tweet length like recap I, I just wrote 2,000 words on a recap but if I have to keep a tweet length five straight Hawkeye State play the polka where's the effing Tylenol <laughs> Champ what about
1: you?
2: Uh, minus clowns gonna clown Hawkeye State baby five in a row let's fucking go <laughs> all caps.
1: All all caps. Mine is this is gonna be a special year, folks. Iowa wins a one-score game, comes back after seemingly not making any plays in the first half, coming coming to make play after play when the when they needed it in the second half. Jared, where what are your big takeaways from this game so far? My
0: my biggest takeaway is thank God that this team has a field goal kicker, because if they didn't, this game doesn't even possibly happen. And number two, thank God we have a senior quarterback that didn't make plays with his arm, but made plays with his feet when it mattered the most. I can't oh, I still can't believe how many times Nate Stanley picked up key first downs with his legs today.
1: That's that's the making of a true of a senior quarterback knowing the defense, knowing the field, taking what's in front of him. Champ, what were your takeaways?
2: I mean, for the most part, to be honest, that offense looked disgusting for most of that game. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I still can't believe they won. To be honest, I mean, Keith Duncan, Jesus, bro. I mean, wins the kicker job. That was a highly, de- you know, a highly debated thing early on. The guy has not missed a field goal yet this year. Has not missed an extra point. Absolutely perfect on the day. I mean, just unbelievable performance. Four field goals. And, I mean, most of those weren't chip shots. Oh, no. Three over 40 yards, I mean, on that field in those conditions. The MVP today, I know I love what Nate Stanley did on those last couple drives. But Keith Duncan is by far the team MVP tonight. Absolutely. Four for four, making huge kicks when they needed them most. I mean, absolute great performance. But, man, huh? the only thing I could do is just take a deep breath. That's that's what I felt like I need to do. I mean that game was oh so intense.
0: He was two for two for between forty and forty nine yards today.
2: And that's, then and then they I, have, the game winner was what, thirty nine yards, so yes. I mean, it wasn't a short one, so
1: <laughs> they the hashtag college kickers normally applies across college football, but that does not apply to Iowa Maybe Iowa today, should be called today, kicker tonight. you.
2: I mean, they, the my, the kickers that this team produces. Racinos last year was awesome. I mean, Duncan looks like the real deal. I mean, my God.
0: Well, they can't be tied end you anymore after Sean Beyer fell his fat ass out of bounds. I know I should have said it that way. I'm so sorry. But that was one of the dumbest things
2: I've ever seen. He was really he was really trying to stay in bounds. at That delay call was just so ironic. I know. I mean, he literally caught the ball, and he was basically on the sideline, so he was doing everything I immediately he take it back. He, he was doing everything he could besides cutting up field maybe, but I, I don't even think he had the room to do that. But wow. Just wow.
1: Emotions running high, so I'm sure Jerry will take that back. <laughs> I immediately take it back. I'm sorry. Pretty quickly. But, guys, I mean, I there's so many. It was just a wild fourth quarter, but where do you want to go with it? Where, where do you want to start things off to kind of go through this postgame-wise? I mean, let's just start from the beginning. Like This was a game where
0: Iowa comes out right away, and again, this was six hours ago. Iowa comes out and does exactly what I said in this week's preview show. They ram it down Iowa's throat, and they only come away with three, but it was a very important three points, and then the delay happens. They come back out, another delay happens.
2: And after giving it, up that ridiculous touchdown on the right, after pass. giving
0: a double pass touchdown, which fine, like the Iowa secondary, everybody's hurt. They have a lot of young kids. Matt Campbell drew something up really clever in the locker room during the delay. And then another two hours comes off the clock. Of real time, br- not like clock football time.
2: Briefly, can we give the secondary some credit? Honestly, I mean besides they had two big plays against them tonight that resulted in the majority of Iowa State's points. But they are a battered and bruised group. They they need the bye week more than any group in the nation right now. I mean, Geno Stone is playing on one leg out there. He comes back out there late in that game on that big third down play from the goal line. I mean, these young kids, DJ Johnson got beat early, but he played a hell of a game after that. I mean, he made some plays. Yes, he got called for that late pass interference. Luckily, it was nullified by the – holding call that was another huge play but I mean to give them credit I mean they didn't even throw on OJ Moody the entire game they were on the throwing on the opposite side of the field the entire game I you got to give the secondary credit absolutely no pass rush by the defensive line for the majority of that game so the secondary was back there on an island having to make plays and yes Iowa State moved the ball a little bit made some plays but when it came down to it they stood strong and they didn't allow many points on the board
1: this was vintage Iowa defense. They got beat deep early. So what does Phil Parker do? He goes in the bend-but-don't-break defense. Yep. Where normally, the, the normal Iowa is you get that pressure at the front four, but, champ, you said it yourself. The front four was not getting any pressure. So these fifth and sixth in the in the depth chart, having him come up and set, make, make plays – In a rivalry game against Iowa State, they played exceptional given the circumstances of of what they were being asked to do. So yes, 100%. A lot of people probably be on them, but they weren't getting help by the pass rush. But then they they played the textbook vintage Iowa bend but don't break defense and let your opponent make the mistakes that will end, ultimately hurt them versus you beating yourself. And that's
0: exactly what ended up happening. Like Purdy was perfect basically this entire game. He looked great, but that's again because everything was just keeping in front of the Iowa secondary and the Iowa linebackers for the most part, and they were just going up there and making the plays, and then when it, they got into the red zone, especially was it that in the fourth quarter they got in the red zone, Iowa just completely pinched them to the point where they were uncomfortable and they couldn't make those plays anymore those little like five yard dink and dunks they're not available when you have that little space and that's again dc going to what you the point you just made terrific team defense considering what was out on the field
2: and, and terrific tackling to be honest i mean yes there were some plays where they got underneath them they'd get seven eight yards a chunk but there was no times in the, that i can remember during the game that iowa allowed you know, a long-run play after you know, a four- or five-yard pass because they missed a tackle. They were steady with their tackling today. Yes, they got beat a couple times on deep plays, but on those plays, they weren't touched anyway, so they couldn't miss any tackles. But for the most part in the game, Iowa tackled well. Iowa State didn't really attempt to run the ball very well. They had a couple nice runs, so I was surprised they didn't go to the rung more, but they, uh, they tackled, so maybe that's why they didn't run it.
1: Any plays, guys... Plays. I want to also throw coaching decisions in here that you guys want back, that you wish that Iowa had another crack at throughout the game. Any anything come to mind? I can kick this off a week if we want. Go ahead, DC.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: It, it's it's now a week over week tradition or uh, trend. Yeah, it's the end of the first half clock management. Correct. Letting that come down, the way that they had clock run down at the end of the first half, both last week and again this week, is inexcusable when you have the number, the all three timeouts inexcusable I don't care that the, it's a sloppy track I don't you have Jerry said at the beginning of this at the beginning of the show you have a senior quarterback who should be able to run a two-minute offense effectively that you should be able to leverage those timeouts and not take the clock down to 30 seconds left when you still need a bunch of chunk plays to get down to the end zone
2: Totally. Yeah, they picked up that first down. They had it first and 10 at the 21-yard line with over a minute to go. And they, again, the same thing as last week. They let the clock run, and they had all three timeouts. Then they run three, you know, under five-yard routes. They get nothing, and then they have to call a timeout with one second left to kick a field goal. They didn't even take a shot at the end zone there. That was disappointing. It could have came back to haunt them at the end of this game. Luckily, it didn't. But, yeah, they have to be better. I mean, you have to have better time management. You have a senior quarterback, like we've said. We have a play caller that's been doing it now for years. Like, he needs to be better. This needs to get corrected in in going into Big Ten play.
1: 100%. Anything else, guys, standing out from you that you want back?
0: Yeah, uh, once again, we've talked about it every single week, the third and short. (laughs)
1: <laughs> There's no
0: reason at this point, after today's game, that the Tom Brady sneak with eleven personnel or ten personnel shouldn't be the the go-to de facto third and one play. Nate Stanley is a six foot four behemoth with comparisons to Ben Roethlisberger. We've all said it today. DC, your dad said it. Even watching, he's thick. Let his big ass go up and just get the one yard and have Brady Ross or Mackay Sargent or Toron Young just like Shove they did him. for
2: that touchdown. I mean it push him play.
0: all the way in for the first down. There's no reason that Iowa can't do this every single time because it always seems to work.
2: And it's allowed in college football. You can push your guy. I mean that in the NFL you can't do that. But in college, I'm saying. you take that big ass of Nate Stanley, you send him behind that big ass of your center, and you fucking push him in there just like they did for the touchdown. I mean, yes, <laughs> you can give it to your fullback like they did in the first half. So, yes, they did, made a couple third and I, I've never seen a team that has more third and shorts, though. I mean, how many times in the game? They had about seven again today. I can recall at least five or six, and then that... That was the one play I wanted to take back it was the third and short when they had it at their own like 30-yard line midway through the second quarter and Nate Stanley, they do the play action and Nate is just standing there with the ball because he thinks it was such an amazing play action call that he could just stand there for 10 minutes and then he gets sacked and we lose fucking 10 yards on a third and one and have to punt. That was my play. Like just run the damn ball and do or do a quarterback sneak. Come on. <laughs>
1: And just for the record, it was my little brother who had the, the observation on Nate Stanley being Got thick. It. And for our, our 108 friends, 108 thick. He's he's getting there. Um, all right, so I think this naturally dovetails into your Brian Ferentz successful meter after three <sighs> games now. <laughs>
2: Can we, we, can we review uh, – let's go back from the the low points because we might need to hit on that this week. Let's start. What's the successometer meter looking like?
1: So, uh, Joe, do you I, – I don't remember the bottom ones off the top of my head. So do you have those off the top of your head, Joe? Uh, yeah,
2: hold on one quick
0: second. I'm coming. Know, okay, the worst okay. one, Greg Davis was better. Okay. And then the next one, uh, need more Ken O'Keefe. The middle one is punting is winning. This week we could probably say field goal kicking is winning. Punting's winning too. They punted quite a bit. Michael Sleep Dalton once again was perfect. The, the punt at the end of the game won the game. That's true. Great point, DC. Sleep, next one, baby. of course, is next OC New England, and of course, the final BF. Your new head coach. Uh,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice, and I think this is even a generous rating this week. And I'm gonna go punting as winning. I could have went lower with some of the play calls tonight. Punting is winning is where I'm going to rate him, right in the middle. I mean, yes, when it came down to it, they did have some big plays on a couple big drives. But for the most part, that game plan, that's not going to win you many games when you play that way offensively. They didn't run the ball much. They ran out of the same shit personnel that we hate when they have the fullback out there and just everybody knows they're running. And, yeah, punting is winning is where I'm at. I lowered him from last week. I mean, not a great, you know, offensive game plan tonight.
1: Jerry, what about you? So
0: when you think of Ken O'Keefe, what do you think of?
2: Uh, I immediately think of Matthew Christensen, that bomb left-handed quarterback. You mean Jake? Jake, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Matt Christensen bomb. was a friend
1: of ours in college, champ. Yeah, Matty
2: Ice. <laughs> so shout out to him. Quality man.
1: No, uh, I think of Stansy. I think of bootlegs. I think yes. of
0: – yes. Exactly. Today, Iowa could have used more of that because Iowa State was selling out the run. You boot Nate out, and you should have plenty of crossing patterns with where's Oliver Martin, Reganey was getting open at will, Tyrone Tracy, Brandon Smith... I'm going to put, and this is going to shock the world here because I'm the biggest BF lover on the planet, but I'm putting BF Successometer at Need More Ken O'Keefe because this game plan was not good. I don't understand how he couldn't figure out the fact that Iowa State was just putting tons and tons of corners and tons and tons of safety help out there and just leaving the middle wide open. You move things around, you move Nate around, and should have moved the ball better.
1: I'm going with Champ. I'm going with punting is winning. I think literally punting one, uh, but I think also just you guys have both the nailed on the head. Some of those play calls, you I mean, Nate was playing great. I mean, as a senior quarterback, as your leader, making plays on the field. There's enough weapons all over the field to make some plays. But even that last drive when they had the ball and they needed to run the clock, that third down play, it, it's inexcusable to run that play to the, to the short side of the field. Yeah. Yep. It's inexcusable to then, if you're going to run that play, to then take a delay game on the punt. It's just it's inexcusable down up and down the, just the, the line with how they, how they call that game today. Yeah, I understand oh, it's a sloppy track. I understand your, your, kind of, your rhythm gets all off with the, with the two lengthy weather delays to start. But to, it, to me, you have to have a rhythm and you trust your senior quarterback to make plays when he's starting to do things well, call more of that. Yep. Get into your rhythm.
2: I mean, they would have honestly been better off taking a knee on that third down play. They yes, would have ran yes. off 35 seconds. Yep. They would have punted the ball back to Iowa State with less than a minute to go as the clock is running, by the way, not on a stop clock punt because that also takes off another three, four seconds off the clock. Yeah, that was – I mean, let's, you talked about it a little bit, though. Let's give Michael Sleep Dalton credit. The guy can punt. The motherfucker, yeah, What of the average. I got his stats right here. I mean, he averaged 47.2 yards a punt. That's That's, great. On on that turf and on that, you know, the footing probably wasn't great. I mean, I averaged a lot of those punts were from deep in his territory, too. He had a couple big-time punts back inside his own 10, 15-yard line. I mean, he was huge. He's turning out to be a great addition to this team. I mean, a 27-year-old punter coming from Arizona State, who would have thought he'd make this much of an impact?
1: And if you guys listen to part of my take, apparently Daniel Holgerson says you just order them online and you can get an Australian punter delivered to your school. So maybe Kirk Ferentz should do that every year.
2: I mean, he's I mean, he might might have to the way he's punting.
1: As long as they don't do that running thing that, uh,
0: whatchamacallit does. I don't even remember his name now because he's never going to play again. We'll just use him, one name, yes. Colton,
2: the bomb. That's all we don't need. <laughs> no, to really
1: be nice. Him. He be did nice. a great this job. This is a nice, nice day.
2: Holding. Nice job, Colton. You held four field goals tonight you didn't drop yeah. it take yeah, it so back like i did for sean Bay. i take it back colton you did a nice job <laughs> holding that's your role on this team now you're a scholarship player that holds balls so good job. all right
1: all right guys any other final thoughts before we wrap up the post game show this week
2: I'm just so relieved that they won this game. I mean, it was so ugly. I mean, in our, just in our text thread, we were just not very happy in that third quarter. I mean, I'm just so happy that they came out with a win. Doesn't matter how they did it. They're 3-0. and That's all that matters. They retain the Go trophy. get healthy. Go get healthy. Enjoy your bye week. Get all these guys in the secondary back, and let's go into Big Ten play.
1: I will say you, Champ, and Jay were both very optimistic in our larger group text thread, keeping keeping the positive vibes going, getting me back to believe, getting me off the pessimistic bandwagon. But Jerry any other thoughts before we wrap things up today?
0: I am a little shocked that you jumped off the bandwagon so early, DC, but that's un- I, it's understandable. After such a long game, it's easy to kind of just start fretting a little bit. Um, you were the most optimistic one this week about Iowa State, so that's why I was kind of shocked that you, you flipped so quickly. Do you want do you want to explain what your reasoning was early?
1: For for flipping going pessimistic? Yeah, because
0: you were so confident that this game was maybe gonna be weird, but Iowa was gonna win.
1: Uh I just it kind of felt like th- that by the way, bend, you're not the
0: only one. All of Twitter and all of like uh oh, oh, Twitter yeah. did.
1: I, I know I'm not alone. That's why I don't care about sharing it, but I, I feel like Iowa State was they weren't breaking when the Benba but break, break defense wasn't wasn't breaking, or yeah. it was breaking, and they were just taking whatever was there. Brock Purdy was basically just hitting anything that was in the middle of the field, and they were just getting a few extra yards after each catch. And to me, that that coupled with the with the play calling on offense, the the ball they weren't they weren't turning red zone opportunities into touchdowns. So to me, it's hard to get a positive positive thinking they're going to win when you're not scoring touchdowns and you're. Giving up yards and not making you're making stops, but you're giving up a bunch of chunk plays in the process. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, I do have
0: two other things. One, uh, did you guys ever figure out why Nate Stanley got called for that intentional grounding when he his arm got hit? Because garbage. I...
2: I've seen so many times in college and NFL games when guys get hit out of the pocket like that, and the ball just goes like two feet in front of them, but they were hit, so they don't get called for a grounding call. That was garbage.
1: I mean, to me, and I was trying to defend this in, the, in our text, to me, it is, by the rule, it is intentional grounding.
2: Well, you don't know where the ball would have ended up if he didn't get hit. That's my point. Like, he was clearly trying he... to get it to the line and got hit. His
0: arm definitely gets hit, yeah, which he... is
1: going to affect your throw. You're not going to be able to get it to line of scrimmage if your arm gets hit. Exactly. Right, but you man, I still don't know. I to me, I think it's still textbook intentional grounding.
2: I mean, it it didn't matter because he made then his. But I said in our text thread that it was the best throw he's made as a Hawkeye later in that drive. Oh. When it was like third and twenty-two, and he that absolutely missled that ball in there. That was absolutely beautiful. That was a one his best throw of the day by far, maybe his best throw of his Iowa career. Yeah,
1: for sure. And, and to to one other thing, he had one over throw that I wanted just go on on record against robert smith because he criticized nate overthrowing in a double coverage is nate had a rush coming at him he was getting rid of the ball so he didn't take a sack but putting it in a spot where either his guy was going to get it or no one was going to get it and that is a perfectly acceptable overthrow in my book that is a senior quarterback making a smart play and so robert smith maybe take a look at the whole field before you start criticizing an overthrow there now, DC, are you talking about the Brandon Smith drop touchdown pass? Basically,
2: no, 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 no. This is the first. Oh, the game first,
0: the first bomb that he, yeah, missed. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah.
1: No, the Brandon Smith play that was right on the money. Brandon Smith should have came down with that ball. I mean, with but, the hand of his hands. Well, Robert Smith also said that was overthrown.
2: It. Yeah, Robert Smith's not a very good analyst. I think we can all agree on that.
0: Um, yes. The other, last thing I had the la- the the second key to the game outside of, like that muff punt in that last whole series was going into the fourth quarter. That was the first time that Iowa State was held to going three and out this entire season. Now, I know it's only their second game, but Geno Stone laid the freaking hammer down, and that just like got them so jacked up. They, that that hit,
2: <laughs> it's
0: just like he literally just he just shook up the entire game with that hit, and then everything for Iowa just kind of happened. That was a, t- a that
2: was a huge series. I that was the first time I think in my life that I retweeted myself. I don't think I've ever done that because <laughs> before that series, I tweeted out what a huge, how big a three and out would be here. And then I, you know, I just basically retweeted myself and quote tweeted and said, if you ask, you shall receive. And I did. And then all of a sudden they had the ball at the 25-yard line. And that's the the only drive they got a touchdown in the entire game was when yep. they started with that field position. I mean, it was huge. You know, Reganey had a big punt return. That was a big moment in the game. Exactly. Absolutely. And
0: I think that's also right before I took my shirt off, too, or right after I took my shirt off. So I might not watch another Iowa game with my shirt on.
2: You it's hear that? Still maze? off. You want to watch a nice <laughs> Iowa game with Jerome? He doesn't wear a shirt. Might get you excited.
1: Hopefully, his wife doesn't listen to this. She will.
2: She knows <laughs> All right, that. Guys. I mean, he's a goddess. Look at that body he's got. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, guys, leave your post game thoughts for the Spoko Radio voicemail line 224 661 I saw a little action as soon as this game ended, so hopefully you guys leave leaving some good voicemails. And uh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again for the bye week and get ready to go. Again, 224 661 leave some thoughts on the Iowa game versus Iowa State. It's a Hawkeye State again. Boys, any final words? If you can't fire yourself up to leave
0: one voicemail for us right now, I don't think there's ever going to be a time. The Iowa Hawkeyes just left Ames Day with a freaking W when they didn't even look like they were going to be competent enough to score 18 points. Call the voicemail line. We want to hear from you. DC, our great, great producer is going to cut those up, and you guys are going to love it.
1: Absolutely, guys. All right, for Champ, for Jer, I'm DC. We'll talk to you guys during on normal time. Talking into the bye week. Hawkeye State, baby. Go, Hawks.
0: Hawkeye State!